What is going on, guys? Welcome back to PCP, a.k.a. The Politically Correct Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Peterson, joined always by my co-host, The Iron Rick. If you haven't listened to our previous episodes, feel free to go back and listen to them. However, it's not necessary as all of these episodes are unique, but we hope you do because you'll be able to learn and laugh a lot more. This podcast is ironically named because we feel in this day and age, you can't even open your phone without being bombarded with something political. We designed the show with the intention to help you escape from that for at least a small part of your day. If you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review, and send it to someone you think would enjoy the show. And if you look at the description of the podcast, you'll find all of our topics labeled so you can skip around to listen to only the parts you want to listen to. But we highly recommend listening to the whole thing. With that said, let's get to it. This article says the top reason applicants are turned down for The Bachelor is herpes. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. All right, let's do it. What's going on, guys? We're back. We are back, people. I know you missed us terribly. Oh, guys, guys, come on. Guys. Oh, oh my gosh. Please. That's, that's too much. Please. That is too much. Please. Y'all are too kind. Well, we had a couple weeks off. We all We each went home to... Our respective states, mine being California, and Ricky stayed here in I, Texas. I, I stayed in my respective state of Texas, and uh, yeah, we've uh, been itching to get some episodes out there for y'all, and and we're back. We're back. We had a nice, nice little break uh, with our families, and I went on a couple of trips. Yeah, you traveled uh, a lot. Yeah, I tra- I traveled well. A lot. Yeah, I guess I did travel a You lot. went to more than two places. That's Con- Considering the amount of miles I traveled, I guess I did. Yeah. I didn't go to Europe or anything. Where did you go, though? Uh, I went to Glenwood Springs um, and uh, went to uh, Glenwood Springs, Colorado. Nice. I should I should uh, clarify. And uh, went skiing at Sunlight Mountain. Really small, small mountain for you skiers out there. About three lifts. On the entire mountain. Three lifts. That's it? That's it. Was it packed? No. No? And that was the best part is that there were just no lines for the lifts. Nice. And it was awesome. And uh, my girlfriend and I went. And we stayed there for about four days. And it was a blast. And then, yeah, so then came back. And then two days later, last weekend, uh, I went to New Orleans, Louisiana. Nolens, which they say. was, uh, I guess, is a good way to introduce our beer. That I, we, did you do that on purpose? I I sort of did. <laughs> I'm all for it. Well planned. I'm all for it. So, what is this beer that we're drinking, Johnny? So, Ricky went out and picked us up uh, a Nolens delight. It is called Hoppyright Infringement. Is that a double? Is that IIPA? Is it a double IPA? Uh, I guess it is a double IPA. Yeah. So it, it looks like the Roman numeral two PA. Yeah, but maybe that's a double imperial in oh imperial India pale ale. So uh, it is technically two eyes. And and something that I've I've noticed is that I don't know if the people listening to this drink IPAs or not, and if y'all do drink IPAs, and we've been giving suggestions. I'm so yeah, sorry <laughs> because I've totally noticed that the past like five beer reviews have been IPAs. Well, I think it's subconsciously because I love IPA. That's like all I drink. Yeah. 
Yeah, IPAs are good. Well, we'll branch out. We'll find maybe a, a nice German wheat ale. A German wheat ale. Yeah. Or maybe an amber. Or yeah. maybe a, I don't know. A nice chocolate. Maybe a nice blonde. Ni- nitro chocolate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> coffee beer. Dude, I saw, I saw <laughs> that there was like a, it was like milk and cookies beer. I was like, what? Oh, God. I like. But, I don't know. I don't like it when beer's too sweet. It's got. I like it the hoppier the better. Yeah. But uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I went to New Orleans. Uh, my for for my girlfriend's birthday. I spent a lot of time with my girlfriend. She goes to OU, so it was nice uh, because we live in the same hometown. This is the Big uh, Twenty One. It was the Big Twenty One. Nice. So congrats to her, and uh, she's officially legal to uh, purchase a beverage. Yeah. Shout out Hannah. Shout out. But. Little interesting thing I just want to throw out there. I believe that I witnessed proof of possibly, possibly a ghost. I dude, honestly, after you told it to me the first time, I I I think it was a ghost. So I was talking to Johnny about this earlier, and we stayed at a hotel with. Uh, a uh, bunch of Hannah's friends uh, and her parents and her parents' friends and all that. We had a big group. It was about 20 people. And uh, we were staying at a hotel that we did not know until the day that we were leaving was one of the most haunted places in New Orleans. So after you'd stayed there? Yes. After you had spent yes. nights yes. sleeping there? Sleeping there. <laughs> sleeping there. Like, And, there, and it's, really, it's really crazy because I got stuck. Stupid, like shit my pants scared when I turned on the light for the bathroom because they had they had two light switches yeah one was a just turned on a red light I was just like that's that's legit like I was like horror movie I was like I'm entering the gates of hell right now no (laughs) like that's that's the light you flip on in the horror movie when like shit comes out of the bathroom to kill you it's like it's like look like open the curtain and you see something like crazy yeah some kind of demon or something but uh so this place is called the. I, I hope I'm not butchering the pronunciation. Uh, it's called. You definitely will. It's like French, so it's like Place. Google de, it. Google de it. The arms, like Place de Arms, like P P L A C E, D apostrophe A R M E S. This article is not that interesting, but um, it does say that the place is haunted. Which is insane because I don't know anyone that would ever stay at a haunted hotel, and I I definitely wouldn't. Yeah, it's, would you uh, have if you had known? Uh, I mean, I'm not too frightened by that stuff, but the thing that happened at the hotel was pretty. It's it sort of put some chills down my spine. Yeah. So basically, I'll give you all a little background of the story. Um. When we left, we found out that the hotel was haunted after a recent a recent observation that we made after like right before we left. And apparently there was a 12-year-old girl that died in a fire in that exact location where her house used to be. So she was trapped inside of that house and just burned with the entire house. Uh, I can't remember what it was like, maybe 18 uh, something. I just don't know. Time, the timeline and the style like, of the death. Like is it just... was the time where in New Orleans they were doing public executions yeah. in the French Quarter. This is like perfect. Like, <laughs> this is the perfect ghost formula. Yeah. And uh, if any ghost was going to come, oh, yeah. come out of this. And so anyways, so there's a little courtyard that we walk around and that it's the center of the entire hotel and 
Hannah, my girlfriend, she is staying in this hotel room with, with two other people. And we notice that there are handprints on the window. Like there's condensation, but there's handprints yeah. on the window. So yeah, so it looks like someone had just put their hands. In. So yeah, yeah. So we sort of like inspect it. We were like, we're like, what the hell is this? Like, obviously that's creepy. Like if so, if you found handprints on the window, just like clear handprints, like is someone trying to look in my room? Yeah, like, that's it, like it could either be way. Like a, either way, it's weird. It could be like a creep thing. But but then we we like investigate it. We Hannah like puts her hand on it, and it doesn't like move any of the con- the condensation is on the inside of the window. That's insane. In the window pane. And so she goes into the, her room and then just like rubs the other side. She can't do anything with it. It's literally That's... two handprints on the inside of the window pane and I have a picture of it. That doesn't really help them. But I, I know, I know, <laughs> I know it doesn't really help y'all. But uh, if somehow I can get that picture out to you, <laughs> tweet it out. We'll tweet yeah, it out. I'll tweet it out. But saw those handprints and was like, "What the hell is this?" And it and I read all this the story about this girl that died when she was twelve. And there have been similar stories of when they were renovating that hotel and they were getting phone calls from a room. I think the fifth. No, there's not a fifth floor. Like, I think the third floor. Yeah. There's this room that they kept on getting phone calls from. And they're like, why do we keep on getting phone calls from there? There's no possible way that someone would be staying in there. There's like, you know, the walls being torn apart. Like there's paint. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of construction going on. So these guys go up and they investigate and they open it up and no one's there. And then they turn around and look down the hallway and they see a 12 year old girl. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like. I was like, I would shit myself. I was like, all right, uh, this kid, and and it was really crazy because I didn't research it hardcore until I got back to Dallas. Yeah, and I was like, this dude, what if you were reading that while you were staying in the hotel, uh, dude? Uh, oh yeah, there's there was more. I would be tripping. Like okay, so there were there's been like reports of of people staying in hotel rooms. Like, you know how if the temperature drops, that's apparently a paranormal activity sign. Yeah, when demons come around, it gets really cold. We would set... uh, We set the AC at like 72, 73, something like that. Yeah. And I woke up at like 3.30 in the morning just like cold as shit. Just freezing. And I looked at the thermostat and it said 59 degrees. And outside, I'm pretty sure it was like maybe like 56. And I'm like, that that weather can't possibly change the temperature in this Especially if the heat was on. Yeah. That's insane. I, I was I was so confused and I didn't but I didn't know you didn't know about any, that. you just so, learned about all so this. If I woke <laughs> if I woke up and I knew all that I would have like just lost my shit i would have been like guys get up we're leaving uh, yeah i would have but no like uh, i'd be in the car but yeah ready it, to go really interesting experience but enough about my trip i had a great trip i had fun uh got went down bourbon street uh went to colorado skied on the mountains and stuff Lit. and you when you did it's, it's tough to follow you, that one you up. did you did chill at home <laughs> i went back to san diego um did you go to the beach at all dude i I'm a piece of shit. I didn't go to the oh beach. Oh my god! I'm a piece of shit. You didn't go to the. 
I did not go to the beach, uh, not once. I don't even right. think I saw the ocean. Um, wow. Well, right. well, there's a reason for that. Um, I don't know. Just I know it's I know it's messed up to say it's like spoiled West Coast Cali kid, but you grow up. I grew up next to the beach, so I'm I'm super used to seeing it. So like it doesn't really have the impact on me that it does people that like never get to see it. That's fair enough. So fair enough. Anyway, yeah, I stayed at home for a little bit and then uh, flew out to Chicago, got to see all of my extended family for the first mm-hmm. time in several years. So mm-hmm. that was really fun. Uh, got got drunk with all my cousins. There you go. That was fun. Good times. Uh, yep. And yeah, now we're back in the swing of things. There we go. And we're back. We're back. We're back. Hold on. I, I mean, I don't know why y'all stopped applauding. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> I clicked the wrong button. All right. We'll move on to the topics then. We get it. <laughs> All right, first topic. What do we got, Johnny? Um, I found a lot of articles. I found three good articles today, all from uh, the United Kingdom. So you guys are going to get a little British news today, but I think it still applies worldwide. They're still pretty interesting. Anyway, so this article is from The Independent. It is called Repeated Radio Signals Coming from the Galaxy 1.5 Billion Light Years Away, Scientists Announce. One point... Dude, that is... How much? That's some alien shit, dude. Dude, how, how how far is a light year though? It says five point eight tr- five point eight eight trillion yeah. miles. Yeah, oh, yeah, it says about six trillion miles. That's insane. So that and then one point five billion of those. <laughs> There's no way. How? Okay, and that's insane. Well, how, well, how do they measure that? Let's 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 dig into that. So it says. Scientists have spotted repeated blasts of radio signals coming from deep space. Yeah, deep is kind of an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> the breakthrough is only the second time scientists have seen such a repeating radio burst. It both deepens the mystery and offers a potential opportunity to finally understand what might be throwing out the burst from galaxy billions of light years away. The flashes only last for a millisecond. Okay, so they're ta- the, the flashes only last for a millisecond, but they're flung out with the same amount of energy it takes the sun pl- 12 months to produce. Wow. Probably most exciting of the new bursts is one that scientists saw repeat six times, apparently from the same location. Of the more than 60 fast radio bursts detected so far, only one of them has ever repeated. Okay. So, and then this guy, uh, a member of the CHIME team and astrophysicist at UBC, says, until now, there was only one known repeating FRB, so I don't... I'm I guessing that's the fast radio burst. Nice. Uh, knowing that there is another suggests that there could be more out there. And with more repeaters and more sources available for study, we may be able to understand these cosmic puzzles, where they're from and what causes them. So that's, that's pretty crazy. I mean, if they can detect something from that... or I, I just want to know how they know that it's that far away because they probably have, I'm sure they have like, they wouldn't say how far away it was. Yeah. I guess, I guess they wouldn't make that up, but I have no idea. How, how how do you react to that? You think that there's aliens out there? I think that's the main question that this article, like that's the kind of reaction they want to get out of people is like, is there something out there? And I think that's, I'm just curious as to when we'll ever answer that question for sure. I mean, I, I'm just going to put you on the spot here. Do you believe in aliens? Oh, God, I do. I think, I don't know. I think yes. It's weird to say yes. I think a lot of people believe in aliens, I think though. I'm going to say yes. I don't think that there's any way 
if you word it differently, that, like aliens is such like a, a comic word. Life. Yeah. Is there like life? Yeah. Is there, is there life? Yeah. Out there? Is there life? That's on another, a better way of putting yeah, it. Yeah. Is there life on another planet? Because aliens, think, yeah, aliens, think, yeah. like it, people all, all automatically jump to. Yeah, like the green <laughs> green Martians or something. Yeah. Um, um, no, I think that there's a, a hundred percent life outside of it. I mean, there's 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 no way that there's not. There's there's numerous galaxies. We only live in one, which is the Milky Way galaxy. Yeah. And we haven't even touched the surface of what that. I mean, th- think about it. We uh, this is this is a nice way I think I, of putting it. How much of the ocean have we discovered? We've, I think it's only we've only searched five percent yeah. of the ocean. So, some small number. I can't, yeah. we, we can't back that that uh, that statistic up, but it's it's a very low number. If we haven't even discovered that much in the damn ocean on our own planet, there's no way that someone could deny that there isn't life beyond you know you know light years away like light years is a lot of i don't think i don't think you'd have to convince people very hard of that i think a lot of people do think that i think it's just maybe hardcore religious people maybe don't probably think probably um, i don't know Die. but yeah when you when you when you classify it as aliens it makes it mm-hmm. sound so yeah it just, makes it sound it makes like... it sound less believable <laughs> i think there is i think that there is i don't think that but, but do you know what sucks what is that we don't live in a time and we probably won't see aliens or oh, extraterrestrial yeah. life in our lifetime. Hey man, you, you may have jinxed it. We may be in, invaded right now. <laughs> Honestly, that would be nuts. <laughs> with, with so, with so many like Hollywood produced like extraterrestrial movies. Like I feel like the first reaction that people would have, if they saw a giant spaceship in the sky is just like, Holy shit. Holy shit. Grab your guns. Yeah. Like <laughs> people no, like, and they're just like, they're like, Hello, come in peace. Like, <laughs> dude, the world would go into chaos. Dude, uh, I mean, it would challenge a lot of people's, you know, thought process of God, I would love the world see. and everything. It'd be like, wow, you're telling me that everything doesn't revolve around our planet. <laughs> I, I mean, would love to see it. I don't know. I think it, it could, like, if they were peaceful and like it, say it was best case scenario, mm-hmm. they didn't yeah. try to take us over. That would be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I would go visit their place. So so right here it says, in all the researchers spotted some 13 of the bursts in just a three-year, three, not three-year, three-week, a three-week period, offering a vast new trove of data from the scientists hunting for their source. Together, they could offer some evidence of the extreme or unusual environment they are coming from. Or the mysterious technology that some claim alien civilizations could be launching them <laughs> into space. They used alien. With. Why did they use alien? It I makes it know. sound so much less believable. Well, I mean, alien. I mean, that's the de- like the definition is. Like, that's fair. Yeah, but uh, and then we have uh, team member Arun Naidu Arun Arun Naidu of McGill University says whatever the source of these radio waves is it's interesting to see how wide a range of frequencies it can produce there are some models with intrinsically where intrinsically the source can't produce anything below a certain frequency so so it has to be powerful enough to get to us yeah i mean it, 12 months of the what well, was it 12 months of what of the sun like just power or just like it's a good but thing. This it's is, a good thing it's not us 
working on the space shuttles and shit yeah. because we have no idea. Yeah, what we're we are not about. experts at this, but <laughs> we we just wanted to have a little conversation on a little bit of science and you know, I I I would like to think that alien extraterrestrial life exists. Yeah, I think I think it, that it does. But uh, we'll move on to something else. Which is the bad roommate story. And oh man, if this was my roommate, you I was gonna would say it's ironic because we're roommates. Here. I would be in jail because of the things that I would do. No, I'm just kidding. I don't like Ooh. money that much. But the article is titled Man Accused of Stealing Roommates $10 million Lottery Ticket. Hey man, dude, money money does things to you, man. Stealing Even a, if you Johnny, if you stole ten million dollar a ten million dollar lottery ticket from me, I would I would Well, we've talked about this. Remember remember when you guys went to buy lottery tickets, we were like we would be like, Oh yeah, I'd give you a million of it right, easily. Yeah. Right. This guy obviously did not get this this guy was obviously <laughs> not offered that. This this guy was obviously like no, I'm I'm keeping the ten mil. Screw you. Yeah, seriously, this guy either <laughs> was pissed at his roommate because he didn't offer him any of the money, or he just was like a, just a shitty person yeah. and said fuck this. But anyway, Vacaville police say Abdul Sausong Yang. Sausong Yang. That is his last name. Yeah. Thirty five was taken into custody as he attempted to claim the prize money on Monday. They wrote on Facebook, that's definitely not the, the prize he was expecting. So sh- <laughs> shout out to the police for getting on social media. <laughs> police say the winner has yet to receive any of his winnings. So what exactly happened? The police uh, in Vacaville, which is a, a town about 35 miles outside of Sac- Sacramento, detailed the man's alleged plot against his now former roommate in their viral Facebook post. Wow, they put this whole thing out on Facebook. Wow. They say the victim who has asked not to be identified to police purchased a $30 scratch off ticket at a excuse me at a lucky grocery store on the 20th of December with hopes of winning a little extra cash for the holidays uh, and the man who had uh, who had mistakenly thought he had won $10,000 at first returned home and shared the wonderful news with his two roommates uh, he went to collect the, his fortune the next day but was told the his lottery ticket was not a winner suspecting that his roommate had swapped it he immediately called police that was his first thought Wow, so these guys so, must have so, these guys must have fucked him over in so, the past, so, or so, messed him over in the so, past. So maybe, I mean, it may be possible that he's just living with random roommates. That's or such it, a sketch it, move, it, though. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes people got to do what they got to do because they have That's to true. get cheaper living and yeah. all that stuff. And I, I totally understand it. That's fair. And uh, it, that could have been the case. It could have been two two roommates that he had. You know, didn't really have a relationship with. And yeah, just like, that's true. And he just probably he probably just wanted to share it with someone. So he went the, straight back to where his house was, and, yeah, or his apartment, and just wanted to and told his roommates. Yeah, yeah and told his roommates. I mean, you won ten Which, million dollars. I'd be. Oh, actually, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough situation. You don't know what you would do unless you actually right. are in the situation. And, and I mean, myself. I mean, if if I had if I won ten mil, I would easily give at least a mil to you. Yeah. Like, because uh, and I'm I would just expect a nice guy. that. And then I would, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, not not that Johnny deserves it. He's a piece of shit, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just the, kidding. No, we're, we're just speaking guy. facts here, baby. Yeah, I'm just chirping. Just I'm just facts. chirping, man. Yeah, I think that it's in just crazy. The, the guy ended up getting arrested. Yep. They contacted police and together determined that Mr. Song Yang purchased a similar scratch off card, altered and swapped it with the winning ticket while his roommate was sleeping. 
Yeah. And so on Monday, they did a little sting on this Saosong Yang guy. Apparently, he was invited to co- collect uh, his stolen winnings wherever you collect lottery tickets, investigators say. But instead of him celebrating his big win, he was arrested. Damn. So that that was a big gamble that paid off. They like just totally assumed that he did this, and he mm. ended up actually doing it. Yeah, now, what this doesn't tell us is whether that guy ended up getting the 10 mil or not. The guy that actually got the lottery ticket. Well, you would think that... He I said, would imagine so. I know, because he said he didn't want his name out there, so he probably wouldn't say also that he collected right. the money. He'd right. probably be, I, I would probably... That's smart thinking, dude. I don't know if mm-hmm. I would think of that in the moment. Oh, if I won the lottery, I would keep it hush. That's what we're saying, which makes it so weird that he would blab it to his two roommates. They, yeah. they I don't know. Well, maybe he wasn't the most educated person or something. Or, <laughs> well, I mean... What? I, m- m- well, what What do you mean, what? I mean, it, yeah, maybe he wasn't, like... Yeah, he might have been an idiot, like, he, common sense. I mean, like, he may have not been the most educated person and didn't think about that in, in that situation. Maybe he was too excited. Maybe he was... I don't know. I mean... That's true. I, I'm not... I'm, I'm making assumptions. I'm not saying these, these are factual, you know, things. But uh, congratulations to the guy that won the lottery ticket and congratulate... I'm sorry that that happened to you, that yeah. he stole it, but I'm hoping that you got that money and that you're living a luxury life. And shout out somewhere. to uh, <laughs> shout out to Mr. Saosong Yang, dude. Um, if you ever hear this in prison, <laughs> uh, we would love to have you on the podcast and just <laughs> talk to us about this because we want to know the whole story. We want to know what happened yeah. because I'm sure you would defend yourself in a great right. way. Anyways, not cool by Saosong Yang. I lo- I wish honestly I wish that was my last name. Saosong Yang. So sure sure is a mouthful. It is. Um anyways, and our next topic that we would like to discuss is a little thing we like to call Seal Town Canada. And what this is about is that there are stranded seals wreaking havoc in the Canadian town of uh what is it? Rot Rock Roddickton Bide Arm, Newfoundland. New, Newfoundland. Newfoundland. So basically, the story is, is that there was, uh, was it multiple seals that got stranded? More than forty, it says. More than forty, that had been stranded on a, on like in a, this town. In this town. Somehow, there's for some reason there's like forty seals just just hanging out in this town people they apparently they got stranded there they're not really showing any signs of leaving and honestly the weirdest thing about this is it's apparently it's against the law for people to mess with these seals so they can't do anything about it they just got to let them do their thing so so there's so there's like a marine a marine law where they they're not allowed to interfere with these animals so basically the article that we're looking at there's there's just seals like like there's 20 seals just in the road uh in people's yards yeah they got um, a lot of pictures on there's uh i mean i, I don't know what what do seals do just or 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 and are, just just they're just there, about. dude i guess no, they man. walk Eat they fish. they slither uh but uh, I think they push and slide on their bellies. <laughs> push and slide. Yeah, it's like they're just on vacation. It's like, hey, what's the big deal? Yeah, what it's if like, this was like <laughs> Miami to them? This was just like a big trip. They're just <laughs> <laughs> no, but so there's all these seals up in uh, Newfoundland. Well, it's it says it's a Canadian town. Yeah, Newfin- Newfoundland is in Canada, and this is a small oh, is a okay, small town okay. in there. Um, anyway, so there's all these seals just in the middle of the roads. They can't they can't mess with them. Uh, a lot of them are starving. 
I think it's just crazy just to think that I, I, they don't know how they got there. There's just is, seals. They just that that was the alien invasion, dude. It was just seals, <laughs> just, just like seals. just just <laughs> just super like intellectual seals, and we just don't know. Yeah, they're people, just like they're just like the s- fools think we're from. The <laughs> they're just they're just solving equations in their brain. Just oh oh man. my gosh, no, but um yeah, more than forty seals stranded in this town, and. I would just have to think, like, if I was living in Newfoundland and I just walked out in my front yard and there's a damn seal, it's like, you can't do anything, blocking apparently. Your, blocking your car. How do you get out of your, How do you back out of your driveway? What if it's there's like, a seal just uh, chilling? Sorry, I can't come into work today, boss. Uh, there's about 40 seals dropping, <laughs> blocking off my driveway. There's about 40 seals. <laughs> um, I, I guess I don't know how people in Newfoundland talk about it. I guess it's Canada. Um, Canada. Hey, just think Trailer Park Boys. Canada, eh? Oh, yeah, Sunnyvale. Yeah. Um, but crazy story. Um, so they basically, they, they block people's driveways, their backyards, the parking lots, the doorways and multiple businesses. <laughs> uh, so they, it says mayor Fitzgerald says they're pitiful to look at. They haven't eaten. They are four or five miles from the ocean and they are probably starving. Another witness on Twitter wrote, and the, it says the town's council have asked for the help from the Canadian government. The hope is that officials from the Department of Fisheries and Oceans, DFO, will now intervene, intervene and rescue them. So, uh, and then the police, or a Facebook post read, they may appear to be friendly in nature, but it is very dangerous to approach or attempt to capture animals without proper equipment. That's so, also illegal. Yeah, it's, a, it's also illegal um, apparently, unless they're, they're, they're like the correct officials, but <laughs> I mean, I would not mess with a seal. Honestly. I mean, seals are like, what? Like, I mean, d- depending on how, how long they are, they're like, uh, like 2000 pounds at least something like that. Something anyways, like that. have you ever been to SeaWorld and like fed the seals? I have been to SeaWorld, but, um, have you ever fed a seal? No, but uh, so there's a lot of different kinds of seals, uh, but they range between 130 pounds and 2,200, ooh, 8,000 pounds. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> 8,000 pounds. Yeah. That's cute. insane. Imagine an 8,000 pound seal just sitting in the middle of the road. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I've, I mean, I've been to SeaWorld. After the whole blackfish thing, though, SeaWorld in San Diego is getting kind oh, of that trip you out? No, like, it's like a cultural thing now. People there just kind of don't really, oh, really? go to SeaWorld now. Nah, right, well. um, um, I mean, I've been there, though, and I've seen... Obviously, I've seen seals on the beach and stuff. Anyways, cre- uh, pre- pretty bizarre story uh, that the amount of... This amount of seals... I mean, just, like, walk out... It's like walking out of your house, and you just see a couple seals sitting in your... <laughs> I feel like that would be kind of the equivalent of, like... If we went outside tomorrow and there was like four or five cows blocking our apartment, <laughs> just hanging out, yeah, didn't move, yeah, um, that that's that's some Texas culture right there. There's a I have a similar kind of story to the seal thing. So my older brother uh, Drew played basketball at the University of Alaska Anchorage. So he lived in Anchorage for three years, and one of the things uh, that was a very common occurrence were were uh, moose are enormous i don't it's not mooses but uh um, oh, oh 
Oh, oh yeah, it's like a hazard. So like, they would. So a moose would just be walking down the street. Males, male moose can be weighing up to fifteen hundred pounds and like seven feet high. Yeah, and they will just walk into the middle of a road and stop. And they will hold up traffic for hours and not mm-hmm. move. So that's like a thing that happens out there. So it kind of is similar to the whole seal thing, but it's just, that's just well, insane. Well, I, I mean, there's got to be like, <laughs> there's been stories where, I mean, I, I think it's, there's like a statistic for it is that like people will be driving down the road in the dark and they'll hit one of those, those moose. Yeah. And their car will be completely towed. No. Yeah. That, that, that like, you lose. Like, like, like. Like people, like people die from accidents like that hitting hitting those massive like they're huge. Yeah, it's insane. And um, anyways, but uh, really crazy story. It's it's like you car. That's why the people get stopped is because if you hit a moose head on with your car, you're gonna lose. The car's gonna crumple up and you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. And the moose will probably also die, but y- you are losing that fight every single time. There's no way you get out of that alive. Right. Or at least not seriously maimed. I don't know if it would be the same thing with these seal. I guess if it was if it was a 2,200-pound seal, it definitely would. Yeah. So I just looked up statistics just, just for the hell of it. Here are, the, are some of the world's deadliest animals that cause the most deaths. Can you guess what animal is the most deadliest that causes the most deaths every year? Hippopotamus. Hippopot. Oh, that's on there. Damn it. I was wrong. That is that is number five. What? I swear I thought it was the hippo. <laughs> I thought, I, dude, I thought I was going to nail that. I was like, it I is, got this. It is number five <laughs> on it. the list. So, um, I mean. Let me guess again. Let me guess again. Y- you can guess again. Um, you you got you to gotta think. It's deep. not a grizzly bear. It's not a bear of any kind. Uh, no, it's not a bear. Is it a box jellyfish? <laughs> a box jellyfish. Ah, uh, it stung me. Uh, no. It's not a shark. Nope. Come it, on. Is it a land animal? It, it's an insect. It's an insect. Oh shit. Come on, you got this. Rattlesnake. That's not an insect. That's a <laughs> reptile. All right. Well, we know hey, that I am we, not a bio we, major. We we know that Johnny's not a biology major. I have or, never claimed to be smart <laughs> in my entire life. It is. It's mosquitoes. That's bullshit. What? 725,000 people That's are killed stupid. every year I by mosquito-borne diseases. Malaria alone affects 200 million, in which an estimated 600,000 die from mosquitoes carrying uh, dung fever, yellow fever, and encephalitis. Encephalitis? Number two, snakes. Snakes are the number just, two. Just snakes and an estimated, yeah, an estimate, or I guess venomous snakes. An estimated fifty thousand people are killed every year by snakes. The most venomous snake in the world is an inland taipan, also known as western taipan. Its venom is highly toxic and can kill a human in under forty-five minutes. And third, unfortunately, is rabid dogs. 20, rabid dogs. 25,000 people per year. Rabid dogs. Rabid dogs? Rabid dogs. That's insane. You, would, I would never would have guessed that. Ever. Countries with large numbers of stray dogs, including India, are the worst affected. According to the WHO, uh, 
I don't know what that stands for. Does that for. include wolves? Uh, about 36% of the world's rabies deaths, 20,000 oh. of about 55,000 deaths worldwide, occur in India each year. Most of those when children come into contact with infected dogs. Interesting. Dying from an actual dog bite is much more rare. But yeah, there's no say. reliable worldwide data, but of the estimated 4.5 million dog bites in the U.S. per, per year. 4.5 million people getting bitten. That's insane. Take better care of your pets, guys. I've, I've never been bitten by a dog. Knock on wood, dude. Dude, I know. This is, I'm going to be walking down the street. The dog's just going to maul you. I'm going to be out on West 7. They're just going to be like, rrr, rrr, and just <laughs> gnaw on my leg. And Johnny's going to be like, I told you, dude. Uh, I told you, man. I told you. You didn't knock I, on the I, wood. I, I can't interfere with your fate right now. <laughs> like, I, I literally would have to just stand there and let you get mauled. Uh, another one, crocodiles. That makes sense. Crocodiles are insane. Uh, kill about 1,000 humans per year. Many more than sharks. They kill more than sharks. So uh, the whole Hollywood thing where sharks are great white sharks and just sharks in general are just out to just kill people. I've heard, I've heard arguments for this before. There's definitely facts and figures that like sharks are really statistically not that dangerous. Mm -hmm. There are not that many people that die from sharks every year, but they're so... Uh, ostracized, I guess, just because, like what you said, Hollywood and everything. Yeah, Hollywood always turns it. Uh, but anyways, yeah, crocodiles. Uh, not sharks. Not sharks. But crocodiles kill, uh, estimated to kill about 1,000 humans per year. You have to do that in a New Zealand accent when you read about the crocs. Uh, the crocodiles kill about 1,000 humans per year. They kill about 1,000 people per year, mate. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Steve Irwin. I still wish he was alive. Um, anyways, hippopotamus. Kill up to about 500 people per year in Africa. And it says that they're aggressive creatures and that they have very sharp teeth. But I've read a lot that the way that people die is that they'll be like floating in the river yeah. on a boat. And then like a hippo will just like flip it over. And then a gator, a gator gets them. No, no, they just they either like it's like, like either they go down the current like drown, oh. or like the hippo will bite them. But it's, oh, I thought you were talking about gators. No, 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 no. I'm talking about hippopotamuses. Oh, yeah, they like flip boats in the rivers. Damn, and stuff, and then just dude, they're 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 uh, like slick, dangerous. They're they look so like they look so harmless. And you would not, it says in, in this article, and you would not want to get stuck under one. At up to 2,750 kilograms, they can crush a human to death. I don't know what the equivalent to that is, but it is literally... What was it? 2,750 2, kilograms. They can crush a human to death. and I imagine That's... 45,000 pounds. 45,000 pounds. No, that doesn't make any sense. 45,000... Okay, but... Wait, did you say 20,750? No, 2,750. Oh, I put 20,750. No, No, that's 6,000 pounds. 6,000, still insane. 6,000 pounds, but... 45,000. Yeah, 45... I feel like, holy shit. That was like, no, there's no way. It's an absolute unit. There's no way that's 45,000 pounds. Yeah, it's like, uh, we don't mess with him. He's about 45,000 pounds. Yeah, I think he's a... (laughs) They would definitely be the king of the jungle. Oh my gosh. That's like, oh my gosh. Anyways, you're, 
<laughs> I don't know why I'm looking at this picture. It always it's making me think of hungry, hungry hippos. Did you ever play that when you were younger? Yeah, that game was so fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. I just just spam, just spam. Just like, try. That's like just, that's the point, dude. You just like I need <laughs> I need to get as many of these little balls that I. Can oh my get. gosh! And there was just that, that was the only concept, but very very good game for for uh, non developed brains when you're younger. <laughs> when you're like five. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyways, uh, that that's a a little a little tangent that we had on on deadliest animals. Uh, I did, I sure for sure did not know that, uh, that, uh, crocodiles killed that many people and that killed more than sharks or, or rabid dogs, uh, rabid dogs either. Like I didn't think, I guess it's cause it's rabid dogs. I mean, it makes I more mean sense. you don't see many stray animal, stray dogs out in the U S though. I imagine no. that it's much more prevalent in like places like India. that are more underdeveloped. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, um, that's what it says. Like it's yeah. occurs more in India. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stray cats here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, definitely yeah. not stray dogs. And when you think ra- rabid dogs, you think, I don't know. My mind first went to like dogs mauling and killing people, not giving them rabies. And oh they die yeah, from yeah. That. So well, that the rabies thing makes more sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but you're right. The, you don't see really any stray dogs, at least have... in the city that we're in. Maybe so, maybe more so in the country, mm-hmm. like, uh, out in the farmlands in yeah. Texas. Yeah. I mean, I doubt it though. I, I think you, you probably still have to get bitten at some point though. It said, oh, yeah, you have to get said bit by the thousands dog. Yeah. of people. Like, Oh yeah. Four and a half million yeah, dog, dog bites a year. Dog bites. That's great. I think of that as just like, Take better care of your dogs. Well, I'm just wondering, like, because these have to be in areas that are probably well populated because if they were to report it. Yeah, that's true. Right. Because they they wouldn't just make up that. It has to be enough to like, yeah, because you imagine dog bites like where they're like, oh, you're fine. And you just put a bandaid on it. These have to be reported. Yeah. So those are like serious dog bites. Yeah. Like you went to the, you definitely went to the hospital for that. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I have a story that uh, I'm sure that my buddy Jake would love for me to tell that he, uh, he walked into uh, one, of, one of our uh, old friends from high school that <laughs> he walked in and, and went towards this guy uh-huh. a little bit too quickly and this huge German shepherd jumped at him and latched onto his ribs and he still has the scar like to this day like that's crazy yeah but uh shout out jake um i know he listens to this podcast actually i've been i got bit by my dog really um, when he was he's a cocker spaniel though so like wasn't bad Um, (laughs) you just kicked that thing i have a i I still have a scar from it though on my thumb oh really right there do you see the kind of yeah yeah um, so I, yes, I have been bitten by a dog, I, but it wasn't like, it wasn't a rabid German uh, shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> it was a small lap dog. Well, like German shepherds are like very protective and they're like really good guard dogs and yeah. they're very loyal to their owners. That's if but, you raise them correctly. A lot yeah. of people buy those kinds of dogs and pit bulls and Rottweilers and you don't train them well. Like those are dangerous mm, animals yeah. if they're not loved and brought up in a domesticated yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, did not think that that many people were bit by dogs. I guess everyone should just <laughs> check your corners, rookie. Yeah, seriously. You don't know if there's a rabid dog. <laughs> yeah, watch out for rabid dogs. 4.5 4. million dog bites. I mean, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, let's move on to the next topic. And this is a, a trending thing um, with... Huge uh, trending. What, what is it, ABC? It's probably on ABC, right? Yeah, it's on ABC. And I know a lot of you women out there 
love watching this show or maybe even guys. I mean, I, I think, I think it's fun to watch sometimes and just laugh because this show is a joke. And the next topic is, is what the hell are these girls doing on the bachelor? It's, I mean, I know, like I get the concept of it. I understand. I get that it's entertainment, but it seems like this particular season I haven't seen any seasons in the past. It seems like this particular season, girls are doing stuff that normal women don't do. Like, essentially what we want to talk about is one of the contestants, which is why I brought this up to Ricky, one of the contestants put on a sloths costume to try and woo this dude. So there's like 30 chicks trying to get one guy to marry them. Right. And this one of this girl to like stand out puts on a sloth costume. I I mean maybe that's what that dude loved. They were all sitting with him, and he was like, "Guys, I gotta tell you, just my <laughs> sloths. It's like sloths. If you can somehow incorporate sloths into this, you're gonna win. I will, the ring's coming. <laughs> the ring's coming on if you get a sloth into this. And this girl just was boom all over it. So she puts on a sloth costume. I have no idea how it panned out. I just saw it on social media. But seriously. How, I I mean, I, you got to think that you have some more <laughs> self-respect than that. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I think that the, the bigger picture of all this is that the show in general, people should react to it as if it's not real. And I would hope so. I've, I'm 100% sure that it, like, not 100, I'm very positive, though, that at least... I would say 75% of it is scripted. Oh, a lot. Yeah, it's reality TV. It's yeah. not, I mean, it's yeah, they call TV. it reality TV, right. but there's none of it's reality. Right. I mean, it's like, it's like, and just the idea of the show, it's just like, oh yeah, like 30 women, like all trying to get one guy. And then it's like, oh, sure. Nothing could go wrong here. Yeah. 30 girls competing over one guy. And then it's like, oh my God, did he just make out with her? <laughs> It's like I thought he liked me. I thought he liked me. It's like there's 30 women here. It's like get so the many, hell over here. You have to think that like you have to think that the reason that every even the bachelor included the reason that people go on that show is cuz it's TV. Oh, like yeah. they want to get famous it's, and that kind of gives me some reasoning for the sloth costume. She's trying to get screen time. Right. She's trying to get her name out there obviously because we're talking about it now like it's it's reached a way past the their, their target demographic. Right. Um right. It's, I just, you know, there's a lot of other things you could do to try and get famous on TV. Well, well, uh, it, it has to be a hundred percent that they're trying to go for fame. No one's, yeah. no one's there trying to get married somewhere. Or, or maybe, maybe some are, and maybe they're just that, I, I'm yeah. sorry, maybe if they're just not that in tune with the world where they believe that they're yeah. actually going to end up with some, this one person. It's like, in, in my opinion, if I were watching some, some, a person just like, just like make out with like. 10 other people in yeah. front of me, I'd be like, I'm out of here, dude. This is disgusting. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> and like, yeah, obviously like the fame component plays such a huge part because if oh, you yeah. just, if you just looked at it logically, right. Take out the fact that they're going to probably pay you. Take out of the, take out the fact that you're going to get a, a huge boost on social media right. by being on TV. Yeah. Um, someone comes to you and goes, Hey, we'll just flip it, flip the script. Yeah. Say this is the bachelorette now. So, yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, this is this girl. She's pretty hot, right? Yeah. 
how would you like to compete with 20 yeah. other guys oh. to get her to marry you? Oh, yeah. You've never met her. And, and that one's even worse because it's like, God, these are just the most douchebag guys you could ever, like, like think of. And didn't and, you have a... What was the... Oh, I, we already put that in the beginning. Oh. Uh, the herpes the, thing. Yeah. The, 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 so, so this is, this is a, a, a fun fact. This article says the top reason applicants are turned down from The Bachelor is herpes. No shit. That's disgusting. <laughs> There's literally a single person just swapping spit with like all of these other people. And then you, it's just in constant rotation. Just yeah. Like, like they you, would all get herpes. Like, like you're, you're eventually probably making out with the, another contestant yeah. at some point. Oh yeah. Especially like at some point in the night. Yeah. Which is like just disgusting to think about, but I just I just can't I just can't wrap my head around it, and it's more of a comedy to me than the uh, it's entertainment. I have to admit it's entertainment yeah. that it's it's just watching like it's like there's no way that people would actually act like this. Yeah, if if that's how people really act in the world, then we're doomed. <laughs> we're doomed. There was a there was another another thing that happened on The Bachelor. So. Um, that was, there were two reasons I wanted to talk about it. So it was the sloth costume was one, and the other one was apparently another contestant. Maybe it was the same one, but she uh, she pretended to have an Australian accent to seem more sophisticated in front of this guy, and she got found out while she was talking to him about it. He, she goes, oh, I thought I would impress you if I tried to talk with an accent. There's the picture of him is just like, what? <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Yeah, dude, that's that's so dumb. Like, oh my gosh. And and just another thing, I just think that it's it's stupid. Like, there are so many people in the world, and you think that you're gonna have a be- uh, you think you're gonna have a better shot of going into a room with like twenty something. I don't know if, if it's like thirty or something, somewhere around that range. There's a lot of that amount of people. And you're competing for one person. Don't you think that your hope you, that you would probably have a better chance at like going to a bar, maybe talking to someone, maybe socializing, seriously, maybe meet someone in person, than competing with that many people like, on TV? On TV, it's it's where just, everything is exposed. It's and crazy. Like, it's like, like e- even when they have like like when it gets down to the ooh the the like <laughs> what is it? I I think they call it the. Uh, like the, I don't know. They call it like some state. They call this sweet something like the dream sweet or something or some some something like that. Where it's like the the bottom or it's the top like five or four. Oh, contestants. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, and it's like they record they record them just breathing heavily like in this yeah. room. It's like, yeah. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to take this off? Here? Oh my god! <laughs> it's All like right. it's like okay, dude. This is like why is this TV? Why is it? But it, you know, I have to admit that I've I've watched a little bit of it, and it's sort of hard to turn away because it's like there's no way that these people are like like there's no way their I, their yeah. IQ is low. It has to be, or they're just they're they just playing be, they're, a part. They're in it they're for the, actors. Yeah, they're they just may actor. just be actors and actresses. They're just I mean, playing. Yeah, they're just I mean, like this I is reality know. TV. This is the name of the game. Dude, get on board or get out. Uh, uh, I'll never understand it. It's yeah, and you're right. As as it dwindles down, you can really see who is kind of playing the game, right? Yeah. 
Uh, it, it's like just shut up. Yeah, it's just like don't get any drama. Like the people that shut up or just end up winning. Yeah, like but. I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, it. They obviously are doing something right though. Yeah, they're making so much money yeah, off. Yeah, they're of on it. their like billion season. Yeah, it's Wh- insane. Whatever. Anyways, Bachelor, Bachelorette, stupid. But entertainment, if you like drama like that, I mean, just... It's, it's mindless entertainment. It, it, is, it is mindless entertainment. There's no thought process into it. And, and, and I, I think that the people on social media that just, like, go, ooh, like, ooh, gaga, like, over this one dude that is, I mean, sometimes it's, like, a very slightly average dude. And it's, like... Yeah. And it's, like, oh, my gosh, because he's the bachelor, he's, like... The, the the most amazing guy ever. And it's like, he says, and I just, Hi, I'm Bill. I, I, <laughs> hi, I'm Bill. <laughs> I'm Bill McPherson. Uh, I run an auto body shop out of Northern <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> but I think, I think that it's just so cheesy, but it's, it's entertainment. So that's America. There's plenty of shows like that. Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. Is, uh, Jersey Shore is the shit. J- Jersey Shore is the shit. I uh, love Jersey Shore. I, I, I love watching that. There's a, uh, I don't know if they're coming out with the new season of that newer one. But, Florida uh, Bama. Or no, no, not that. Florida new. Bama Shore. Oh, dude, I watched an episode of that. It's, oh my gosh, dude. I didn't think that the IQ of the people that like that are on those shows could get any worse. They got some just It just morons, dipped down. I'm dude. just like, ugh. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, I'm not trying to offend anyone, but the shows are stupid. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I, have, I have the right to my opinion, and I think the shows are really dumb. And if that's how those people act in real life, then they're... Uh, I'm just, just find something you're good at. Just don't, don't expose yourself of being stupid on TV just to make money. Unless that's your easy way. I it's wouldn't do it personally. Show, shows like that. I'd rather make a difference in the world and yeah. like do something else. But. And like uh, shows like that, the fame that comes with that is very limited. Yeah. You will be... It's like you could have that fame for maybe like two years. You will be forgotten yeah. very quickly. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest upside of that is the social media influence. They will get hundreds and hundreds of thousands yeah. of followers social on media, social media. Dude, social media is like a business now. Which leads, yeah, like is yeah, it leads to sponsorships. It leads yeah. to uh, uh, promotional deals. Well, if you get enough followers, you end up getting paid on Instagram. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and advertisers come to you. They yeah. want you to like. Yep. Hey, promote my shaving cream. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fifty thousand. Yeah. Duh. Uh, promote my spiked Hawaiian punch. Like. <laughs> spiked Hawaiian punch. <laughs> stupid stuff like that uh but uh anyways that's uh that's if you ever if you ever apply for the bachelor or the bachelorette just know that you uh you will be turned down if you have herpes yeah so So, yeah (laughs) if if your life goal is to be on the bachelor and you, you picked up herpes Sorry, guy. Sorry, it's, man. It's over. Hey, man, it's over. Find, it's a new, over. find another dream. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's it for that segment. And we're going to move into our review of the week. And our review of the week is a little mixture of two uh, two uh, episodes or slash, slash movies that uh, have been released recently. Um, two, about, two Netflix th- movies. Th- think about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, were released on uh, Netflix, and that would be Bandersnatch and Bird Box. 
Double B's, baby. So I'm sure that all of you know what Bird Box is because the social media presence of Bird Box, I don't even think I learned about Bird Box until I saw like, I saw all these memes, like memes, in in case you people. So many memes. Many memes. (laughs) I I saw so many of of these memes on social media of just Sandra Bullock, just just w- with the blindfold on. I'm like, what is this from? I heard... Uh, I didn't see any advertisements on TV. Seriously, I heard there was a method to that. I heard Netflix did that on purpose. They probably did. They just they just, just absolutely took advantage of the meme power of marketing. There's... Dude, that's the way... To, the Bird Box Challenge. There's a challenge now. It's called the Bird Box Challenge. I don't know if it's still alive. It was pretty alive for about a week. Bird Box Challenge is basically you blindfold yourself and you, you, do, you, do, you do random activities. like As if you were blindfolded. Like kicking a football yeah. or walking through your house or, I don't know, just, just some random stuff. What Anyways. Did you, what did you think of the movie, though? The movie. Let's get into the movie. So, star, Sandra Bullock. Um, I think that she does a great job. Let, first of all... Let's go over the cast of it because I think the cast was very interesting. I saw, um, I saw Machine Gun Kelly. Machine totally, Gun Kelly was in it. Totally caught me off guard. I was like, "What the hell is Machine Gun Kelly?" And of course, he plays the douche, the the, the douchebag role. And there will be spoilers in this. Uh, I'm just gonna let y'all know. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers, then I suggest not listening to the segment until you have watch the movie uh but there's sandra bullock uh john malkovich that's who that was yeah he plays Douglas. i was trying to remember who that was i was like the bald guy I uh know sarah paulson is. i don't know you ever watch was. american horror story no sarah paulson she's in a lot of the american horror story who does she play uh she plays jessica hayes the the lady that or uh sandra bullock's friend that dies early in the movie oh, while her, she's you mean the, her sister? the artist or is it her sister yeah uh, oh, yeah, it is. Jessica Hayes, Mallory Hayes. Oh. Um, and then there's uh, Laurel Howery. Super funny guy. He He's in... Uh, gosh, what else is he in? Oh, the black guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's in uh, he's in uh, Get Out, right? Uh, Doesn't he play the TSA yeah, guy? He yeah, plays the he TSA, plays the TSA guy in Get he Out. He plays the TSA guy in Get Out. He's, uh, he's also in... Um, Tag. You remember when we watched yeah. that movie Tag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super funny in that. Uh, he's in that Uncle Drew movie. Um, anyways, comedian. He's a comedian. Yeah, he's a funny he's guy. Very, he's very funny. Um, anyways, uh, the movie itself. The movie, well, I'll give you all a little background of the movie. And the movie is basically about... Uh, I'll just give you all the summary that they have here. When a mysterious force decimates the population, only one thing is certain. If you see it, you die. The survivors must now avoid coming face-to-face with an entity that takes the form of their worst fears. Searching for hope and a new beginning, a woman and her children embark on a dangerous journey through the woods and down a river to find the one place that they may offer sanctuary. To make it, they'll have to cover their eyes from the evil that chases them and complete the trip blindfolded. That's insane. So, like I just said, it's basically there's this entity that's out there. It's it's completely random. They don't tell you where it comes from. 
And you don't get to see it either in the movie, which kind of sucks, you, save for some drawings. You don't get to see it except for the drawings. Yeah. Uh, there's this, there's these insane people that are somehow they don't die from the presence of it because they see their worst fears, but it seems that they already had a mental illness before. To where yeah, so I, I read up on that, on like why they were able to see it. Yeah. So mentally deranged people were able to see these, what I, I assume that they're demons based on how they describe them in the some movie. Extra, something. Extraterrestrial um, or something, I don't know. And they take the form or they show you either your worst fear, your greatest sadness, etc. Something so horrible that would drive you to kill yourself. And these mentally deranged people have apparently, uh, at least what I read up on it, was they've already experienced the worst thing in their life, um, which is either what caused them to become mentally ill or right. um, being mentally ill is the worst thing that could happen to them in their lives. So seeing seeing something else seeing those demons is something better than what they've already experienced right so it can't Uh, kill them and they it ends up driving them a little bonkers right and basically it drives them to where their goal their initial goal is to show this to the world because they think it's the most beautiful thing yeah they, they, they try to take off people's blindfolds, uh, uncover any... Literally force you to see it. Force you to see it. Like, literally. Like, that's how deranged these people are. Um, anyways, like Johnny said, if you look at it, it'll show you your worst fear, and it drives people to immediately commit suicide. Just, yeah, without reason. Without you can't reason. can't be talked out of it. Talk- just, just do it immediately. Anything. Um, anyways, so basically... Uh, they end up in this house. Uh, it all goes haywire, and then there's all of a sudden this big group of this big cast in the house, and like they're all trying to figure stuff out. And then people keep on knocking on the door, like, "Hey, let me in." They check their eyes to see if they're messed up or not, uh, because they eventually find out that their their eyes will be a distinction of whether they've seen it or not. Yeah, because their eyes will be all messed up. And it, it looks like a like kind of like a seashell mm-hmm. instead of what your normal eye looks right. like. I right. think a, another important thing to note is the movie flashes back and forth between uh, Sandra Bullock taking her children down this river, like the, mo- like the movie summary says. It flashes between that and how they got there, so about right. five years in the past. Right. So it flashes back and forth between, between that, so the, so the movie stays really active. There's, you really don't know what's going to happen next, but you do know it's all leading up to this point where it's just Sandra Bullock and these two children trying to or as the only ones left right and you learn you learn later on what what while she, why she's traveling down that river and the, the reason she's driving down that river is because she had a radial signal uh from some broadcast saying hey you need to travel down this river and then at the very end of the river it gets really bumpy that people haven't like been able to pass the rapids yet. yeah the rapids and uh um basically She's traveling with these two kids because there's one kid that's her own because uh, in the flashback, she's pregnant with a child. Yeah. And then there's another woman that ends up in that house before they depart that is also pregnant. They both end up giving birth in this house. This is the flashback, by the way. And she ends up keeping both of them because the other lady dies. Yeah. uh, From this random stranger who's deranged that kills everyone, basically. And so they end up on this river. And she doesn't want an emotional connection to either of the kids because they she knows that they will be 
possibly killed. Yeah, at any moment. So she, she sees no reason to make a bond. Right. So she makes no emotional attachment by not calling them by any names other than boy or girl. Yeah. And these kids are five. They they they're are, they're five years old thinking that their names are boy yeah, and girl. Uh, imagine being raised and being hey hey boy, come here. Hey girl, come here. It's and like, that's just that's your name. Anyway. It's crazy. So by, by the end of the movie, they end up successfully making it to the end of the river, and they're being chased by... A bunch of stuff happens. Major Very spoiler. suspenseful. Uh, major spoiler alert. Uh, they end up at the School of the Blind. There's a School of the Blind that they end up at where these people aren't affected. Yeah. I wonder why. It's basically a... Uh a community. Uh, they do have other people they can see. Right. But the cool thing is like, they have like a little courtyard that's completely covered with trees and mm. fence. So right. I guess these demons can't really get to them. Yeah. And if they flew up to the fence, they wouldn't be able to see them. Right. So it, it looks like a happy ending. She names her kids. Uh, my only issue with the movie is I wish we had seen what the demons looked like beyond just drawing. I, I agree. I have two issues with the movie. I think that Sandra Bullock, Played a very suspenseful role. Yeah. Did really well. Uh, I think that I have a problem with that. They didn't show the entity that they were talking about. And that I think that them ending up at the school of the blind is the most cheesy thing. Really? Ever. I think I think it's like. What okay. would you rather have had it at? I don't know. I It's something more thought out than that. Because I already think that they ripped off uh, uh, quiet place. Oh, I think 100%. that this was a complete ripoff of quiet place. Complete ripoff. It's, it's just like, Oh, well in quiet place. If y'all haven't seen quiet place, it's awesome movie. John Krasinski's in it. Uh, if you don't know who John Krasinski is, it is, um, it's, uh, Jim from the office. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a really good actor. Uh, but anyways, quiet place where they can't make noise. Yeah. It's much more suspenseful. And I think that that idea was original. Uh, John Krasinski directed it. And wrote but, it. And wrote it. And it was awesome. The, it, the way it was acted out, the, they showed the creatures yeah. out there that were attacking them. It was very suspenseful. Uh, it was just all around awesome. Uh, and this one, I just feel like it was a ripoff of... Of the of that movie, it definitely was, a, rip, it, was yeah, a rip. off. it was definitely a rip off of the concept. I still think it was well executed. I think it was well executed. Not perfect, obviously, but still, still a good movie that I enjoyed watching. It was well executed with like I think I think that they did have their moments where it was suspenseful, but yeah. I think that the School of the Blind was really cheesy. Fair I enough. think I think that the ending, the Quiet Place, spoiler alert, where they like ended up. In the basement is like John Krasinski like ends up dying and like all that stuff and damn we're just they, spoiling everything. They just blow a shotgun <laughs> in that thing's face. Like they find all this stuff. They oh, it's the signal. They find the signal yeah, that, that there's a signal that like drove them crazy. Mm-hmm. But and you can allow them to kill them. Bird box. I'll give it like a six out of ten. Six. I mean, I'll give it a seven five. Uh, I was entertained, but I was not happy with the ending. I thought it was too. Uh, but Fair enough. Sandra what Bullock about what about well, what about Bandersnatch? Bandersnatch. All right, so we're gonna move on to Bandersnatch, and if y'all have seen Black Mirror before, Black Mirror is an awesome show. Awesome show. Um, every single episode will leave you depressed afterwards, except for maybe a couple. We've talked uh, about Black Mirror before, but it's it's definitely a show that you need to take in doses, as we said before. 
But awesome show. And the producers of Black Mirror decided to get a little experimental. And so basically what this show is, is an interactive, it's an interactive experience. Experience. Yeah. So you get 10 seconds. There's multiple segments in the show or in the episode where you get to make decisions on what the character does. So there will be two choices. And uh, I think you can't do this on Apple TV. I think you have to do it on a gaming console. In order to oh, do it. really? Because it's not compatible with Apple TV. Uh, I think you have to do it on a gaming console. But your control will vibrate, and then it'll give you two choices, and you have 10 seconds. And whatever you choose, it'll start off with small stuff like, it's like, what kind of cereal do you want to eat right now for yeah. breakfast? And then it progresses to even more wild And choices. then it progresses to the point... Gosh, what's the do really you jump off a building yeah, or do does the jump, guy you with as does the guy yeah, you're with jump that's off a good a example it's like do you jump off the building commit suicide or do you or do you make the other guy do it yeah and the like, other yeah and so basically it goes on you have all these choices and it you get to endings there's different right, endings right they're they're about i think gosh i can't remember 16 I, right there, there's about 16 or 17 different endings and basically what this episode is about is that there's a young programmer. Uh, it, here, here's the description. A young programmer starts to question reality when he adapts a mad writer's fantasy novel into a video game. So basically he's a, he's a video game programmer and he's making this game called Bandersnatch. And as I said before, it'll give you, it'll give you decisions on what path that you would like to take. There'll be paths that you need to take. And uh, basically, all of it goes haywire uh, eventually, if you, depending on what, what choices that you make. As, as most Black Mirror episodes as usually most Black Mirror. Uh, but there's a lot of Black Mirror Easter eggs in this. If y'all like Easter eggs, plenty of Easter eggs, uh, if you've watched previous Black Mirror episodes. And I think that it was a good concept that they were going for. I think that it was. I think that it was one of the first of its kind. If it wasn't, then let us know. Um, I can't fact check that right now. I can't. I don't think there's another interactive experience. I don't like think this. there is. But I do think that the idea of this is very futuristic in the sense that there will be future, uh, maybe Netflix episodes or other people will pick up on it and probably make their own um, to where you can make decisions of characters in the show uh it's a lot like role-playing games where yeah if you've ever played any role-playing games where it's like fallout yeah or like fallout or red dead redemption or uh skyrim i mean just any role-playing game that you can think of i mean we're sort of getting into video games right there but it's it's a good it's a good uh example of how you choose a certain pathway. If you make this certain decision, that will affect the story in this way and that you won't be able to turn back. But in this, in this show, uh, you'll be able to acquire multiple endings by basically if you end up at an ending, um, you'll, it'll record it all the way back. It'll rewind it all the way back to the point to where you made a certain decision that changed the story. To the ending that you would soon ending. arrive at, yeah. Because it could be quite possible that you would that you could go back and make a different decision, but then that could arc off into a pathway that 
requires you to make like eight other decisions. Yeah. There are certain decisions that you can make in this in this episode, or I don't know if they call it a movie or an episode. I think it's a movie. I think it's I, I think it may be an I, I'm not sure, but uh, there's certain choices that you can make to where you can make this story end within like five decisions. Yeah, and that then, happened to us the first time when we right, watched it. When I right. watched it, we we da- we we ended it in like the first like five moves. Right, <laughs> and there's certain decisions that you can make to where you could go all the way to like like twenty decisions. Yeah, it's insane. If if you if you make those decisions, but it's sort of funny because they sort of bait you into making certain decisions Yeah. to where it's like, Oh, of course, like I would say yes to this. Yeah. And then it completely ends it. It's like, yeah, we knew you would choose. Yeah. It's like, we knew you'd choose that. Um, but basically all, all the endings, spoiler alert, all of the endings revolve around like him developing this game. And he goes through a lot of dark paths, uh, one point to where he's killing his father because he finds out that he's, he's in, been controlling him in an an experiment, like a controlled experiment. His whole life is an ever experiment. since ever since he he had been born, like a trauma experiment. Yeah, where like he would he would take things from him and drug him, and then like ha- film his reaction. There's a certain scene where you can find where they have a complete film crew set recording him in this fake room, to where they're observing him. And uh, it's really dark stuff, um, but basically all the endings revolve around the ending. Whatever he has done will impact what the rating of the video game is. Yeah. Or if he's been killing people or something of that sort, then he'll end up in jail. And they'll still give you the rating of the video game. So there will be endings where it's like, uh, they'll they'll introduce this guy, this video game reviewer... uh, that has his own TV show, and he'd be like, Bandersnatch, uh, I've got to say, i got to give it a 2.5 out of 5. And that's how you'll know it's an ending, because it's it's like there's no more story to that, because he'll be, either be in jail or he'll be... It, there is there is one ending where you can get a 5 out of 5 star. We got that one, yeah. Yeah. He's like, this is the best game I've ever this played. This is the best game Bar I've none. Ever, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. I love this kid. And then there's, then there's the... They'll be like, no stars out of five. It's really bad. And you'll be... Who made this game? And you'll be carving num- like symbols into a into jail a, cell. Into a jail cell, yeah. Because that's where you will be for the next like 40 years, maybe your entire life. Uh, thanks to manslaughter. Thanks to manslaughter because you murdered your dad. Um, which, I mean, th- that's some pretty dark stuff. I mean, it, I, I wouldn't react that way if I found out of, if... If I was being controlled like that, but, uh, I mean, really crazy stuff. Uh, but Bandersnatch, I got, I got to say Bandersnatch was, I, I think it's, it's a foundation for many episodes, not just from Black Mirror, but just from other producers yeah, to I create agree. from that point of, of making decisions and, and it's, it's sort of like a game. It's like, I think that personally, like, it's sort of like playing a game, like a video game, um, but more realistic. And uh, overall, I give it a 7 out of 10 passing score. I mean, I give it a 10 too. I mean, I give it a 7 too. A 7 as well. Yeah, 7 out of 10. I give it a 7 out of 10. Um, I think that the experience was a lot of fun. 
Uh, the second time I watched it, you definitely can't go back and watch it again. Uh, you just, you already know all the endings. Even, yeah, even when I was watching it, dude, like, after, like, the fourth ending, I was like, all right, I, I, I've kind of finished Yeah, you're sort this. of burnt out. Yeah, because yeah. you, you have to sit through kind of the same run-through of mm-hmm. his day over and right. over and over again, and that gets tiresome. So I think right. uh, that's why we give it a seven. I think one of the ways you could improve that is by just immediately jumping back to that decision because you're assuming you know everything that's happened up mm-hmm. to that point. Because it does like a rewind and then all that stuff. And I, like, I think it would save a lot of time and I think, keep you more engaged. I think that the only reason that's that's a good in like envision of, of watching it, just like, of the whole show in general, is that it gives you things to pick up on, like in the rooms... Little little details that you didn't notice before because you start picking up things. You're like, oh well, why did that? Why does his dad every time he goes to that room lock that door with a key? Yeah, like why did he take his son's toy and put it in that in that room and then lock the door? Like it was. It's like a lot of things that you pick up on that you don't. The in Easter eggs too, but uh, I think that it was a good start. I think it was a good start. I, yeah. I think it was thoroughly entertaining. Um, very trippy, wild, dark scenarios that you have the choice. You, it's literally at your fingertips. You can choose like what what this guy's going to do. And there's eventually a part in the show where you can say, he's like, okay, who's controlling me? And you can say Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> he's like, what's Netflix? He's like, it's like it's an entertainment streaming site from the future. <laughs> from the future, it's insane and it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I give it a seven out of ten. I definitely it's it's a lot easier just to watch it. Uh, it's really hard to explain. Uh, there's too much inception. There's a lot of different timelines. There's like this idea that there's multiple t- thousands of timelines that yeah. if I were to kill myself now, it wouldn't matter because I'd just hop to another timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually an ending to where he actually dies in another other timeline and then dies while he's talking to his therapist, but he's like five years old in the other timeline. It's yeah. it's like it's like really crazy shit. It's it's stuff that you would expect from Black Mirror. But uh yeah, I I would definitely recommend watching it and uh it was a good start. Even I'm, the, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to season five of Black Mirror too. Yeah, even the same with Bird Box, like even though we rated them seven out of ten, six out of ten. They're definitely worth watching just because they're so new. Like they're very, I don't know. I feel like they're they're steps into the future of what entertainment's going to be. Not Bird Box necessarily, but definitely Black Mirror. Uh, Bird Box is a cute, cool concept, but yeah, I agree. Banner Snatch is a it's a it's the first step towards the future of entertainment, right? And I'm excited to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, definitely experience uh, experience. Definitely excited for season five of black mirror just because yep. they do so well. And I, I have snatch was a, was a, was a testimony to that. I mean, I've enjoyed every single episode of black mirror in the past. And I think that they do a really good job. It's really deep and intricate, intricate and, uh, very detailed. Like they think out the plot and they think of every little baby step that they could possibly involve in there, whether it's, Small little details you don't notice that you probably could have picked up that could have spoiled the ending for you. There's some episodes where you could see it's like, like that foreshadow. Yeah, what's gonna happen? But uh, it's there's there's so much going on that you sometimes don't pick up on it. But overall, give Banner Snatch and uh, 
and um, Bird Box. Bird Box. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> Give them a watch. <laughs> Give them a watch. But uh, with that, uh, yeah, guys, we're back. And we hope you all enjoyed the episode. And we will be back with more future episodes uh, discussing my uh, my uh, haunting encounter. I'll put a picture on Twitter yeah, of the handprints. Definitely tweet that. That that I saw, uh, go ahead and, you know, our social media handles are in the description as always. If y'all want to give us a follow, follow us or don't, I mean, it's up to you. Follow the Twitter account, but share our podcast. Just go, uh, share it with a friend, whether it's one person then go ahead and give it a share, uh, rate, like subscribe, all the good stuff. You All know, good to, stuff. you know what to do. You've you been know what to so do. Far. You know what to do. You know what to do. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, it's been good. This is one of our longer episodes, uh, but we had to do it because we've been off for a couple weeks. Oh, That's my wrap. Y'all, y'all are too kind. That's Seriously. my wrap up music. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next week on PCP.